Hello, you're listening to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. For another part of our season previews, we bring with you the Los Angeles Rams season preview with some more NFL UK royalty in Hannah Wilt. Hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for another one of our season previews and this time it's the turn of the current champions in the Los Angeles Rams. And of course I'm going to bring back returning guest Hannah Wilkes. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. No problem at all. It's good to have you on. I don't think we've spoken actually since um, you went to Super Bowl and saw the Rams win that. So how was that for you to see your team win the Super Bowl in LA as well? I mean, obviously, it was surreal and brilliant. And it didn't really sink in at the time, you know, because I was out there working. So you get so swept up in what is a very busy week, as you can imagine. It's like constant interview, LA, traffic and get here, there, and everywhere. So, I mean, by the time the Super Bowl comes around, I remember going to bed on the Saturday and I was like, I am so exhausted and the game hasn't <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Um, and, yeah, the Sunday itself was was brilliant. So far, was buzzing i mean what a spectacular stadium um yeah and then the game itself i mean again because i was working and we had a reduced crew on the ground for sky for covid related reasons like the first i based everything in the first quarter because i was having to kind of run around and wrangle our guests for the broadcast um with all hands on deck and then yeah all of a sudden this game sort of blew up obj went out injured uh, and by the time it got to the fourth quarter and Cooper Cup finally scored that touchdown, which is still mind-boggling that he managed to be, get open repeatedly in the end zone to finally get that that go-ahead score because everyone on planet Earth knew that Matty Stafford was going to Cup and yet he kept being available. <laughs> and I actually, I've said this a few times to people, in my excitement that we'd got that touchdown, I forgot that there was still over a minute on the clock and that the Bengals were getting the ball back. So when, when that happened, I was like, well, it's not, oh God, it's not over. So um, it was when Aaron Donald made that play and yeah, it was just incredible. And I was in the stadium for, for quite a while actually after everyone else had sort of left and it was amazing just watching the players soaking up the moment and like none of them wanted to leave the field. They were there for a good hour or so. Uh, yeah, and it was brilliant. I have to say I have watched it back a few times since because you miss so much when you're in the stands um, and it kind of gets better with every viewing. I just can't believe... We're ready to go again. I know it's absolutely flown by once again this whole off season. It seems like when the season ends, you're always thinking, "Oh, got seven months without NFL. How am I going to cope?" And then before you know it, the drafts happen, free agency's happened. Before you know it, as we're doing now, preseason starts, and then month the season's just under a month away. So it's going to be absolutely fly by this last month, and then we've then our next 17, 18, 19 Sundays are going to be full of joy rather than. I know. <laughs> Do you know what? I do find myself like, you know, the, the season ended and I go and work on other stuff. So I cover netball the other half of the year and that keeps me busy. But then I actually hit the summer and I'm a bit like, well, what do I, what do I, what do I do? It's, it's a, it's a Sunday. I was actually very grateful that Premier League came back this weekend. I was mm. like, okay, super Sunday. 
yeah. Take, take, gives me my sporting fix. Um, but yeah, I cannot, I cannot come around very quickly and it's very welcome to be, yeah, I mean, in a month's time we'll have played the first game. We'll be gearing up for um, first full Sunday. Mm, and bring on Red Zone, Scott Hansen. Looking forward to that. Bring on Sky Sports, Andy. Bring on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah, bring on Sky Sports as well. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll um, cut that bit out. It's <laughs> fine, you can leave it, it's funny. <laughs> um, but talking of the Rams, talking of their off-season, the main ins include Bobby Wagner, Matt Gay and Alan Robinson. Of course, Matt Gay was a replacement for the outgoing Johnny Hecker. Also out include Von Miller, OBJ, although he may well come back, and also Andrew Whitworth to retirement. And then in terms of the draft in the third, not really many as you know by the Rams now the last few years, never really get any first-round picks. But you had a third-round pick in offensive guard, uh, Logan Bruss, and fourth-round pick in cornerback, the Kobe Durant. And then you re-signed Brian Allen. But the main thing for me, the biggest thing, that you renegotiated deals for Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford. So overall for you as a Rams fan, Hannah, um, how have you found the off-season as a whole? I think... Obviously, like all teams, it's very hard to keep a band together, especially when you approach team building the way the Rams do. Um, so, yeah, we have lost a lot of people through on both sides of the ball through retirement, trades, agency. Seeing Von Miller going to the Bills, it's like, oh, well, he did what he came here to do. And you know what? He may well go do it again this season with the Bills and wish him nothing but the best on that. Um, but I think ultimately... They've kept the most important pieces in place. You've got Matthew Stafford. You've got Cooper Cup. You're paying Aaron Donald every penny he deserves and then some. And you've still got Jalen Ramsey. And I think on both sides of the ball, you've got those key pieces and it's what you build around them. Um, I think from what we've been hearing from training camp, Alan Robinson's an inspired addition and is going to be very different to the player we've seen in Chicago and Jacksonville for obvious reasons. He now actually has a quarterback that can ball <laughs> and basically play football. Uh, and Bobby Wagner as well, I think, you know, when we brought in Von Miller last year, it's been like, oh, he's kind of past his best. They do something in LA that means these players have a renaissance and um, get back there. So, yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. We brought back Troy Hill as well, which I think has sort of flown under the radar a little bit and yeah no I'm kind of good about it I, I do still think despite the um Von Miller OBJ Bills loving that's been happening on Instagram this week <laughs> yeah. I do still believe that there's a very high chance that we will see OBJ back in a Rams jersey this year obviously Van Jefferson is a bit of a question mark at this point but there are there are pieces there um and I think you know you've still got Cooper Cup Alan Robinson and then that third position is sort of a bit more of a question mark. But with the players we have and the way we've developed late draft, late round draft picks previously, I'm not too concerned about that, to be honest. I think I think the biggest loss this offseason is, of course, Andrew Whitworth, because who has that much experience as an offensive lineman? But Joe Noteboom did a decent job when Whitworth's been out injured in the past and he's had a chance to learn from Andrew Whitworth. So I think I think he is ready to take that. Step. So yeah, generally I feel pretty good about it. You can't you can't really keep that that team from last year together because of the way it was built, but it's pretty close, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. I think you've pretty much done like for like you've replaced 
OBJ with Adam Robinson, you've replaced Von Miller with Bobby Wagner, you've replaced Hecker with Gay, and obviously the Whitworth is the one exception. And I think that for that reason, I think you guys have got to be confident of going, well, obviously go on to your record prediction later on. But I think in terms of that part, part of point of view, I think that's a great way of, you know, trying to repeat as well. I think it's a great advantage. But how, how do you think you guys can repeat? Do you think it's down to just... In fact, you've kept all the big players. Or how does a team? Because we've seen no teams repeated since 2003. The Patriots. How do you think the Rams can, um, albeit repeat, at the end of the season? Well, that's just it, right? We haven't seen a back-to-back Super Bowl champion in a long time because it is so difficult. And this time last year, we were looking at the Bucks and going, "Well, they've basically got their 22 starters back, so they're in a good place to do it." And they were still a good team, but you just don't know what's coming down the road in terms of injuries and the uncontrollable factors. I think for the Rams, the key is kind of down to Sean McVay a little bit in just mixing up what they're doing offensively and defensively as well. And we know Raheem Morris is is willing to completely rip up the rule book and mix things up like he did, you know, when we played San Francisco. In the playoffs last year, we played a completely different style of defense than we had the rest of the season, and it worked. Um, and I think, I think Sean McVay is sort of that sort of footballing mind that he will continue to do things differently and evolve. And you bring in those other pieces, and you're never quite going to know what to expect. Despite what I was saying about you know he's going to pop in this ball, and it still got to him three times. Uh, so I think the key is to not get complacent, which I don't think there's any danger of the Rams doing. I think it is mixing it up offensively, um, using the run game more. And I think Cam Akers being back and hopefully having had the benefit of the full off-season and pre-season should allow us to do that. Because, you know, you saw last November when the Rams lost three in a row, we were being too reliant on the passing game and it was all on Matthew Stafford and, you know, defences were aware of that. So you saw the run game start to be used more late in the season and into the playoffs. Um and I think we will see more of a run game because that's just not something that the Rams has really had in recent years. And I think that's going to be an important part of it. But yeah, I think ultimately the piece is there. The hunger is still clearly there. Um, but going back to back is such a huge challenge. I think I think we'll be there deep in the playoffs. But you just you just never know. You never know. We've never predicted being in the Super Bowl, let alone winning it this time last year, to be honest. Yeah. That's why we love the game. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what's the good thing about it, especially in recent years where it has been a different team each year. It's just so hard to repeat or even win two rings. I mean, Aaron Rodgers only got one. You know, all these great players in the past, apart from obviously Brady's the exception and Gronk and all them, but most players, most NFL greats have only got one or two rings, really, because it's so hard for a team to to repeat. And with the salary cap now, of course, it makes it even harder to do that. So I think I think it's amazing you guys have actually managed to keep Donald Cup and Stafford have managed to actually renegotiate them because most teams, if you've got four big stars, look at the Chiefs, they lost Hill, they couldn't keep him. Most teams have three or four stars, they're bound to lose one because of the cap. So I think the fact you managed to keep those players, I think is a real testament to the front office that you've got. Yeah, Les Need is definitely a master in sort of managing the cap and managing the contracts. I think as well, when last year was sort of that like Super Bowl or bust, the Rams are all in, I think... What's going to be really interesting over this season and the coming seasons is because of this all-in approach is seeing how they fare sort of four or five years down the line because they're still building this team the same way they built last year's team. Um, So you kind of go, well, if you're still all in, you know, if if you want to kind of have that 
dynasty team, yeah, you want to win another another ring or two in the next sort of three, four years whilst you've still got all these guys, but also, you know, Cups getting older. Matthew Stafford's sort of over 30, so is Aaron Donald. So that is going to age out. So then it becomes more of a problem. And also as well, I think one of the biggest challenges is the rest of the league has kind of jumped on this all-in bandwagon. Mm. We've seen so many huge moves this off-season that arguably if, you know, the Rams hadn't won a Super Bowl this way, would the Broncos have gone for Russell Wilson? Would, you know, would would the would Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins? You know, there's, there's all these sort of moves. And I think what's going to be interesting is teams are giving up draft picks to make those moves. The Rams don't have any to give up. So when it comes to October, November time, when you want to bring in a player or you want to, you know what I mean? What are they going to leverage to do it? And I think that's going to be something that's going to be quite interesting to, to watch because they've got no draft capital to give up. And cl- like, clearly the Rams do not value high round draft capital. Fair enough. But at some point, you've got to have something to give away. Yeah. I mean, thankfully for, that, for their sake, you mentioned OBJ before. He only had was it a $1.25 million deal. So I think he's obviously happy to go back to play for the Rams for not exactly loads of money. So I think if you can get him back for a cheap deal once again, I think that will help and save you having to go down the, the trade route, down the, the big move in that way. But do you, do you think it's possible to get someone back on a similar deal? Like last year, it was incentive heavy. And I mean, that came off in a big, big style with the Super Bowl win. But when a guy's come in and done the job you asked of him, I think you struggle to get him back on a similarly cheap deal. You know, it needs to be a couple of years worth of, of a contract because, you know, he, he knows he can't play a full season this year. But that doesn't mean he's going to only give himself a, you know, three-month window and then be like, yeah, then I'll hit free agents again. I don't know. Just speculating. I'm not a general manager. I'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your next venture in, in the future. <laughs> but I think you're right, though. I think also, I think I've not even thought about the fact that he came to the Rams, of course, with not really having a bad time in Cleveland where he wasn't happy and he'd had sort of a lot of people, including myself, and I've been proved wrong ever since, um, thinking he was done, thinking he was washed. And I think he always had a chance to rebuild his reputation at the Rams, but I think now he's done that. Now everyone once again knows how good he is. And obviously he's a big name anyway. I think he may well want more than that. But there may be someone else that wants a cheap deal. I, I don't know. But um, I we'll think to see. it's interesting to see. I think it'll be, I think, yeah, we'll have to see. But we will go on to the final segment, which is, of course, our record predictor. So we give every fan a chance to predict every game of their team season and give a win, loss or tie to each game. So, of course, week one, we mentioned it before, it's a home game, Thursday night football, the season opener at home to the Buffalo Bills. Can I firstly say this is an absolutely bonkers game? It is <laughs> August, OK? I mean, it is, it is impossible to predict what any of these teams... <laughs> look like yeah i mean this is not a game i'm happy about playing i think this is insanity um the bills i think the bills are so stacked this year i've got a head heart situation uh but i hope i hope the round okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do it this way for you our bye week is week seven mm-hmm. we play buffalo atlanta arizona san francisco dallas and carolina and i think we will be two and four at the bye. 
Four and two. Four and two. Two and four. I was going to say two and four. That would be quite four a disastrous start of the season. I think I think Buffalo's a coin flip, but I hope we win it. I think we beat Atlanta, we beat Arizona, San Francisco's a coin flip, and then we beat Dallas and Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's definitely two or three really winnable games. I think Dallas, no one knows how they're going to be without those wide receivers, and the Bills, of course, they're absolutely stacked. Um, then the bye week happens, and then obviously going on to... Week eight onwards, um, yeah. How do you see the rest of that going? Well, San Francisco are impossible to know what they are. They could be phenomenal and reborn under Trey Lance, uh, or they could be spluttering. So I think the fact that we've played them twice by the end of week eight is interesting schedule-wise, mm. I think. Um, but I think we'll win one of those. Which way round is it? Okay, we're at home for the second game. So I think we win against San Francisco in week eight. Because we prove we can now. We're not scared of them anymore. Tampa Bay will probably lose that one because Tom Brady will want sweet revenge for the division round. That's fine. He's allowed it. Um, and then Arizona is well, I'm really down on the Cardinals. And I keep thinking back, thinking back to Wildcard Weekend. So I'm going to take, <laughs> take them again. Yeah. Um, I think we'll beat the Saints probably because yeah. there are so many question marks there still. Uh, Kansas City, happy to take an L there. Also very happy to be wrong. Um, we should beat the Seahawks this year. <laughs> Actually, as I go through these game by game, I'm less nervous of our schedule because I did think it was a kind of well, it is a difficult schedule because we won the division. It has to be harder. But actually, when you break it down, because of the state of the NFC West this year, it's not out. So I think Seattle we beat Raiders. Okay, that is one I'm not willing to predict because they're one of those teams with all the changes and bringing Devontae Adams. They've got a new head coach. You just you just don't know. I want to see them play some football before I predict what they're looking like in week 14. Okay. So is that, that allowed? Means, yeah, I mean, that means going into week before week 14, you'd have a um, eight and four record, which means five, the four games left after the Raiders, Packers away, Denver at home, and then both Chargers and Seahawks on the road. Um, quite a tough in terms of a lot of road games towards the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, although at the Chargers, I think we'll probably oh. manage the commute for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be bold here. I will say we'll probably lose to Green Bay, mm-hmm. but then I think I'm gonna be confident and say that we will go on a three-game win streak to okay. finish the regular season. Yeah, I think there's not lot... what like in it. So I think I've got losses against Green Bay. Kansas, Tampa, and Buffalo. I think that's acceptable. They're acceptable teams to lose to. They're kind of the only losses I will accept as a man. I mean, you've got down here 11 wins. Um, That means you'd think with that, um, that would definitely get into the playoffs, especially in the NFC. I'm going to go 12. I reckon we'll beat San Francisco both times. I don't reckon. I'm going to be confident that we're going to dominate the division. Yeah, I think actually this is actually the easiest it's been to call the NFC West for some time because 100%. No, no one knows Trey Lance. Kyler Murray's still a question mark, same as Cliff Kingsbury. And then the Seahawks, they're just an absolute mess. If you've got Geno Smith and Drew Locke as your two quarterbacks, then I don't think you've got any chance of hope this season. So I think actually, because the NFC West for years, the NFC West has got that role now, but for years, the NFC West was seen as this premier division was, you know, Russell yes. Wilson with the 49ers got to Super Bowl. You had the Cardinals, obviously new head coach, 
new quarterback that will solve a lot of hype that time as well. And then John Joe Hopkins came in. But now I think it's just completely just that's the beauty of the NFL was that these teams, you know, they you can be re- you can be really good one year, and then three years later it's the whole these different like, Bengals are the one of the best teams in the league now. No one would have thought that four years ago. I mean, we've got some hope, but even then, four years ago we were nothing, you know. So many teams like even I, th- I think even the Jets, to be honest, the Jets are definitely going the right way as well, but they're definitely still too early. So that's what we love, and I think it's still too early for the Jets. I'm sorry, those New York, the New York teams are still going to struggle this year. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll give the Giants will struggle more. I think the Jets will get more wins, but I think they'll be still way off. But I think what'll be interesting for the Bengals actually on just on the Bengals very quickly is if we have a healthy Baltimore this season. Mm, the AFC North true. looks very different mm. because. That division, there was I lost track actually of lead changes in that division because every team led it at one point. The AFC North last year, it was, it was crazy. But I do think a, a healthy Bengal, uh, a healthy Baltimore side should mix that up. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think that I thought the vision is being incredibly underrated because you've got obviously the Bengals what they did last year. You mentioned the Ravens now without any injury problems. A guy I don't want to mention, but when he's playing once again, the Browns are going to be excellent. And then he won't play this season. I I I think I don't think he will. I can't see a way he'll play. But the Steelers as well. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I know they've got quarterback issues, yeah, but I was going to say Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, but he's already he's always kind of had a quarterback that can get the job mm. done. So there's a question mark. Yeah, but even then he got he's He's got eight wins with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges that one year when Ben was out. I would have, no. I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say top of my head. <laughs> but no, it's um, I think that division is strong. But but yeah, no, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think especially that AFC is going to be so hard because someone's going to have to miss out from all those teams. There's like you've got the the Bills, Dolphins, even the Patriots. You got mentioned the AFC North. I'm sorry, did you say Dolphins? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, I'm definitely more pessimist, but I definitely think I, I think personally we'll get ten wins and miss out on the playoffs. I think that's how good that conference is. That will, you know, have all these wins. But I think it's just you know you've got the tit- Titans and the Colts. You've got the whole of that AFC West. I mean, who do you call to miss out on that? It's so many good teams in that conference. It's going to be those division games, especially in the AFC West. It's going to be. Well, I think what's I think yeah, AFC West is going to be blockbuster, and I think what's going to be a lot of. Wow, what would have been a lot of fun in theory before, well, that kind of adds to it that Russell Wilson left. So the NFC West and AFC West are playing each other this year. Mm. So that's going to be a lot of fun Sunday night games. Yeah. And sort of those eight o'clock games on Sunday, a lot of a lot of them are going to be those matchups. And yeah, like I said, I mean, the fact that one of the Rams away games right at the end of the season is in their own stadium against the Chargers, mm. the LA Derby, like here yeah. for it. What fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's going to be amazing. Um, obviously, incredible stadium. But I don't know how, how they can do it in terms of the stadium sort of look. Is it going to be because the Chargers are technically the home team? Is it going to be all Chargers-based yeah. stuff around yeah. the stadium? Yeah, it'll be, tra- it'll be decked out for the Chargers because it's their home game. And they change it depending on who's at home anyway. So yeah, Not that the Rams care because, I mean, you know, for the Super Bowl, it had to be just Super Bowl branded. Mm. It has to you know, didn't yeah. have any of their stuff anywhere. But it's, it's still their home stadium. You're still not having to get on a plane and travel. Mm. And, yeah, they might have to be in the away locker room. But I think they ha- were in the – or were meant to be in the away locker room for the Super Bowl. I don't know whether they were in the end, but they were meant to be. But, you yeah. know, still familiar. Still sleeping in your own bed and not getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. 
or at least in your regular team hotel and not on a plane. That has to help, surely. Um, In terms of the Rams, though, how far do you think they can go? Do you think they can repeat or do you think they may take a step back and get knocked out in the championship game or even lose in the Super Bowl? How do you see, as another prediction, um, in terms of how far do you think the Rams can go this season? So... I think we will comfortably win the NFC West mm-hmm. yeah. starters. I think in the NFC, it's kind of a three-way shootout before a, before a snap has been taken and a ball has been thrown. It feels like a three-way shootout between the Rams, the Packers, because even though Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball to himself at this point, they're always up there. And the Buccaneers, because Tom Brady. Um so I feel confident that we have the ability, barring injuries and all those sort of things, to get back to the NFC Championship game. And I think once you're in those games, you know, it's it's such it's such fine margins. Think of the ones we saw this year. You don't see championship games that are a blowout either way. Like that's the the whole joy of it. Um I think there's enough there that we could theoretically repeat but it's so hard to do so yeah I think I think we'll be deep in the playoffs I would hope to get the NFC championship game and I would love to see them in the Super Bowl in Arizona in February but you know there's so much that happens between now and then we've got Matthew Stafford managing an elbow issue and you know like I say Van Jefferson's out so that third wide receiver slot is sort of open um I do believe in Sean McBay and I believe in Raheem Morris on the defensive side of things. So, yeah, I'm excited. I feel good about it. You always feel, I've noticed as a Rams fan, after a season of Matthew Stafford, you just have so many more reasons to be optimistic. It took me all year to realize that I didn't have to like cover my eyes on a must make third down because he <laughs> would make it. Uh, so, that was new and it was an enjoyable experience. Um, so, yeah, I feel fairly confident. Mm. Well, hopefully it should be a good season. And of course, you can catch Hannah on Sky Sports throughout the season, as well as, you know, we've seen her on Sky News recently, been on Sky Sports News recently as well. So you're doing a lot of stuff at the moment. And of course, you're in Germany soon, aren't you, for the... Um... Nine ball pool waits for no one, Andy. It's the European Open. It's really good fun, actually. I only started covering pool this year. Um, and it's 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 really good fun. It's really different. It's such a you know, it's an indoor environment. But I love I love variety. It keeps things interesting. So yeah, the only downside is my German is terrible. Um, and it's a smaller town where I might struggle a little bit. But we'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny actually. I I've been to both Berlin and uh, Dortmund for one for football reasons and one for travelling. And there's a, a big difference between a big town like Berlin where they get a lot of tourists and Dortmund where it's a very small town. And I, I found I had fun and much easier to get about myself in Berlin compared to Dortmund because it was that I was in Berlin literally, I was in Berlin literally a few weeks ago. One of my friends was out there, so I've been out there quite a lot. And I'll always try. I'll always, I'll always try, like yeah. just like with a guten tag. <laughs> but the second <laughs> I even say that, they just switch to English. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Probably the best. Yeah. yeah, this might be a bit more challenging, but we'll see. Heck, no, I'm, I'm broadcasting in English, which is the main thing because I don't speak anything else. <laughs> well, that's always a bonus. Remember, thank God I did some football commentary in Slovakia, and thank goodness I got to um, do that. It's for an English channel, otherwise it would have been a, a bit of a struggle. <laughs> I know one. I know two people that can broadcast in different languages, and I am floored by their 
mm. abilities. Only two, well, okay, three people actually. I know three people that can switch back and forth, and it's just it's takes takes what is a skill anyway of broadcasting to a whole other level. Yeah, yeah not I, one I possess, sadly. <laughs> I always think that if I, in a hypothetical situation, if a genie in a bottle came and they said to me, you have three wishes, one of them would definitely be to speak every language, because how cool would that be? If you could speak every language in the world, it'd just be reset for life. You wouldn't need to worry about anything else like that at all. Apart from visas. But yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, the only issue. <laughs> but that has been the conclusion of our RAM season preview. So thank you once again, Hannah, for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on again. Always fun to talk football with you, Andy. Always fun. Great stuff. But yeah, do catch Hannah throughout the season and we'll catch you guys for our next season preview.